Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. The Bible said in Joshua chapter number one, verse number one, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan thou, and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses." From the wilderness, uh, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, uh, even under the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, uh, and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun, uh, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee uh, all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Look back in verse number 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Father, you know the need of the service today. And Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us. I pray, God, that you'd touch our need this morning, God, and touch the needs of this service. God, if there'd be anybody here lost, I pray, God, that you'd save them today. Anybody here out of your will, God, I pray, Lord, that you'd bring them back close to you once again. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd touch the hearts, Father, of the hearers today. And God, as we preach uh, this morning directly to our seniors, God, may everybody here today get something out of this. God, I sure know that you've spoke to my heart about it. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd put a hedge over these young people. God, the devil sure would love to destroy their life. But God, I pray, God, please, that you'd put a hedge about them and protect them, God. Keep the devil away from them and hell itself away from them. God, will give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Something very unusual for me this morning. I don't have a title to the message. So if anybody thinks of a good title while I'm preaching today, tell me after service and I'll write it down in my Bible, all right? Uh, when you come to the book of Joshua, just very quickly by way of introduction, when we get to the book of Joshua, um, we're introduced to the children of Israel. We can say it this way, back in the book of Exodus, and God raises up a man by the name of Moses uh, to lead the children of Israel out of Exodus or out of Egypt and Exodus out of Egypt's land. Uh, 
and Moses begins doing that. God promises Moses um, in the book of Exodus to give them Canaan's land. Uh, and Moses, you know the story, takes them across the Red Sea. Uh, and then after they cross the Red Sea, they end up at Marah. They end up at Elam. Uh, and then they end up wandering in the wilderness 40 years. Uh, and now when we come to the book of Joshua, Moses dies uh, and goes off the sea. The children of Israel has known Moses uh, as their leader the whole time. I've said it this way many times, Brother Dakota, that Moses uh, was the pastor of the First Baptist Church uh, of Israel. He leads this great exodus uh, of almost three million people uh, out of Egypt's land. But Moses is not able to enter Canaan's land. Uh, Moses dies off the scene. Uh, and the Bible said this in verse number one. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying. Now, here's what I want you to see today. Joshua was Moses' minister. Simply what that is, is he was Moses' right-hand man. He was, can I put it this way, he was the assistant pastor. Are you with me right there? Of the First Baptist Church of Israel. He was Moses' right-hand man. He was the one that helped Moses that. Um, um, and, and can I say this about Joshua? He was not the one that was always in the limelight. He was the one that was behind the scenes. But uh, let me make an application here. If you'll be faithful behind the scenes, the day may come that God lets you take lead and be in the spotlight. And that's where Joshua is at. For years now, he has stood behind Moses and he has helped Moses, but now Moses is dead. And Joshua steps up on the scene to lead the children of Israel. Can I just say it this way? Joshua is opening a new chapter in his life. Joshua is fixing to embark on a journey that he's never been on. Joshua is fixing to deal with things that he's never had to deal with before. Joshua is fixing to make decisions, Brother Tim, that he's never had to make before. Can I say something to you this morning, ladies and gentlemen that's here too? But can I say something to you this morning? You're fixing to embark on a new journey. You may think, well, no, I've already been in school and, and now I've graduated high school and um, uh, now I'm an adult. I wouldn't use that word, man. I'm telling you, there's a lot that goes with that. But here you are. You're not the little kid that thinks everything's black and white anymore. And you're not the little girl running around everywhere anymore and you're not laying in daddy's arms no more. And Miss Alexis, here you are entering college. Entering what we want to say the real world now. And you're fixing to open a new chapter in your life. And you're going to have to make some decisions that you've never had to make before. You're going to be put in places that you've never been in before. As you began this journey into adulthood, can I get an amen right here? It's not always a bed of roses. 
And can I just put it this way, and I'll say this again before I'm done. You're going to have to have some grit in your crawl to make it in this world. Let me explain what I mean. You're going to have to be tough. You understand that, don't you? You're going to have to be tough. You're going to be putting some bad, in some bad spots, and you're going to have to make some decisions. And mama's not always going to be there. And daddy's not always going to be there. And, and the right kind of friends are not always going to be there because when you enter college, you're just going to have to be around some people that maybe is not just like you. And you're going to have to make some decisions. Madeline, you've been homeschooled your whole life. Two years ago, you started taking college classes, and you're going to get put in some places where mama's not always going to be there and daddy's not always going to be there, and you're entering a new chapter in your life. But I've got real good news this morning. When we enter these new chapters of our life, there's some things in this book right here that will keep us right. Can I show you four things? Number one this morning, when Joshua started this new chapter in his life, I see this. He started this new chapter in his life with the protection of the Lord. With the protection of the Lord. Um, If if anybody messed with the four of y'all, I would go to jail for you. Now, I mean that. I mean, I, I'm armed and dangerous this morning. And if they come up here, you know what Monty Harris told a man the other day? He said, I'll stick that in you and walk all the way around. Some of y'all, if I stuck that in you and walked all the way around, you'd never even know I stuck it in you. But anyway, some it might be like the Balloon, whenever you poke it, it might explode. But anyway, come here now. Think about this. I, 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 I can say this for the majority of the people in this room today. They'd do anything in their world to protect you. There's nothing that I wouldn't do for any of the four of y'all or any other young person sitting in this room. I've told numerous of them, if you get yourself in a bad decision at 2 o'clock in the morning and you don't want to call your mom and daddy, you call me and I'm going to come get you. But while I'm on my way to get you, I am going to call you mom and daddy. Joshua, when he entered this new chapter in his life, look what the Bible said in verse number 5. There shall not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. All the days of their life. Go to chapter 10 right here. I know we normally don't turn like this on Sunday morning, but I want you to see something. Chapter number 10, verse number 8. The Bible said this, and I'm going to read when I get there for the sake of time. And the Lord said unto Joshua, that's who we're studying, right? The Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not any man of them stand before thee. You know what he's saying to him right here? Here's what he is saying. God is saying to Joshua, Hear me, Joshua, and hear me well. Just like I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Just You remember the story, don't you? Moses brings the children of Israel out of Egypt and they get to the Red Sea. They get to this first major dilemma in their life. And what happens? The Egyptian army is pursuing after them. Pharaoh and 600 of his chosen chariots are pursuing after him. And what happens that day? 
God take or Moses takes the rod of God, sticks it out over the Red Sea. And what happened that day? The waters parted. They walked across on dry ground. They got to the other side, and God parted the waters back on the Egyptian army and killed them that night, and they escaped safely. You know what God done? God protected Moses. And what he is saying is, what I've done for your fathers, what you have seen in the past, the way I've protected my children, children for thousands of years that's the same God that will protect you I thought about this you remember what the Bible said in Job chapter number 1 verse number 10 don't you Uh, the devil come up against Job and here's what the devil said the devil said hath thou not prepared a hedge around Job you know what he was saying here's what he was saying He was saying, I can't do nothing to Job because he's your child. And if you're saved this morning and all three of you have the testimony of being saved, God has put a hedge about you to protect you. The only way the devil will get into that hedge is one of two ways. God let the devil into Job's hedge. So God could potentially let the devil into your hedge. Or number two, you can open the hedge and let the devil in your life. And there is times that young people open that hedge and allow the devil into their lives and make the wrong choices and their life and their dreams are snatched away from them. But if you'll stay close to God, God has a protection that he has put around. I thought about this verse. Listen to what the Bible said in Psalms 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him and delivered them. Listen to what he said in verse number 6. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. You say, preacher, I get to a hard place. What did I do? The poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him. There's a protection that is over you by God today. So when Joshua entered this new chapter in his life, church, he entered it with the protection of the Lord. But watch this number two. He entered it with the presence of the Lord. Look again in verse number five of our text. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Can I say this? Joshua entered this new chapter in his life with the protection of the Lord, but he entered this new chapter in his life with the presence of the Lord. With the presence of the Lord. Can I just say something? The older you get, the more you can understand what I'm fixing to tell you. The presence of the Lord is so wonderful. There's no substitute for the presence of the Lord. I love being around my family. I love being around my friends. But I'm going to tell you something, this morning I just got to a place and I can't tell you everything that I've been dealing with, but I got to a place and Brother Will, I just had to go in the bedroom and close the door behind me away from everybody else and I just put my head down in my hands, Brother Tim, and I said, oh Lord, and that quick the Lord come running to my aid and I was in the presence of a holy God. As we enter these new chapters in our life, we can apply this to every one of us today. Aren't you thankful that there is a 
a God that is there with us. He said in Hebrews 13, 5, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said in Titus 1, 3, that he was a God that cannot lie. And we have the presence of God. We have the presence of God. There's going to be nights that you're not at home no more. That's going to be tough, isn't it? Now look at you because I know you struggle with that more than others. And I'm not picking on you. I'm just being honest. And you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to turn to God that's omnipresent. That's always there. As bad as I hate to admit what I'm fixing to say, Gaby baby was driving up Friday. If you don't know who that is, that's Madeline's boyfriend. He was driving up from Burnsville Friday and from all the accidents on Wednesday and Thursday on 77, man, Brother Ramsey, I scared to death. And I ended up, I told Brother Bradley, I said, tell him to put in Ryan's address and come through Boone. And I said, that'll bring him up 268 out of North Wilkesboro and get him around all that. And yesterday he left going back and I was working in a hayfield yesterday afternoon and I was checking to see if he'd got home because I was worried about him traveling. But you know what? I sure am glad that there was a God uh, that he was in the presence of. Madeline, I'll never forget the first time she drove out the driveway, her mama ugly cried. There's a difference in crying and ugly crying. Now somebody say amen right there. I try not to ugly cry in front of people because I'm ugly enough the way I am. Boy, it upset me, Brother Robert, but I just went on about. I don't cry much in front of people. I, I just not, I try to get away from people. I just hold everything in it. When I get by myself, I explode, okay? I'm my own volcano about once a week. And um, I, I'll never forget, boy, she drove off. And I thought, man, I'm not, I'm not in the passenger seat to jerk the steering wheel now. You know what we had to do? We had to depend on the presence of God. I remember I dropped her off in Asheville to take that CNA test and I either called or texted Brother Brian, I don't remember, man, and I just pulled over right beside Asheville's hospital and cried like a baby because I couldn't go in there and help her do that. I know she had been doing it over here, but it was a whole different story in Asheville. But you know what? We had the presence of the Lord. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you're faced with, no matter how hard the day may seem, I sure am glad that standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. The presence of the Lord will become real to you. It'll become precious to you. When nobody else is around and you're sitting in a college dorm somewhere, not knowing which way to go, the presence of the Lord. He, he, he entered this new chapter with the presence of the Lord. I've got several of the verses wrote down, but... For the sake of time. Think about this. He entered it with the protection of the Lord. He entered it with the presence of the Lord. But he entered this new chapter in his life with a proclamation from the Lord. With a proclamation from the Lord. Look with me in verse number 6. Be strong and of good courage. Look in verse number 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous. You've got to learn to be strong, girls. And I'm going to talk to you straight for just a minute, just like using my own, okay? And if parents, if you get mad at me, you, you will go sit down after service and talk. 
I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be some decisions that you're going to have to make. There's going to be some hard decisions. And, and God gave Joshua a proclamation right here. He said, you need to be strong and you need to be courageous. You need to be strong and you need to be courageous. I want you to hear me. Anybody can fit in with the crowd. Anybody can go the way of this world. Anybody can pop the top open on a can of beer and waste their life. Any teenage girl can shoot her veins full of heroin. Any teenage girl can pick up a joint of marijuana and smoke it. Are you hearing me this morning, parents? Am I, somebody help me if you think I'm running right. Any teenager can do that. It takes somebody with the right courage and, and to be strong. And you better learn right now in this life to be strong. It's not always easy, but it's always right. It's not always easy to say no. It's not always easy to walk away, but it's always right. And I'm going to tell you something. Some little jack-legged boy tries to take advantage of you. You claw his eyeballs out, take your shoe off and beat his brains out and call me to come get you. And if you hadn't got the job done when I get there, I'm bringing some reinforcements and we'll get it done when we get there. You better learn to say no and stand up for yourself. You better, it's right. I'm right. This book said be strong and courageous. Let me tell you the reason God told Joshua that because God knew Joshua was fixing to face some strong battles. He was fixing to face some strong battles. And if Joshua would have went in there limp-wristed, sissified, amen, he'd have lost every one of them. But Joshua walked into this new chapter. Is everybody all right this morning at church? When he walked into this new chapter in his life, he walked in it with the protection of God. He walked in it with the presence of God. And he walked in it with a proclamation from God that said, Be strong and courageous. Don't give in to this life. Don't give in to this world. Don't give in to the temptations of this world. Man. So many young people waste their they waste their college years. They they think of their college years as nothing more but a time to party, and they lose so much in that time that they'll never get back. God gave you something from birth, and only you can give it to somebody else, and it ought to be on your marriage night. Amen. I'm preaching as, as, as clear but as clean as I can right here. And it's up to you to be strong and be courageous. Temptation will come. And boy, it's hard. It's hard. The devil will paint a beautiful picture. If I could go back. Redo my life from 16 to 19. The scars that I deal with every day of my life. You just look at me as your preacher. I will tell you the scars that I deal with in my mind. Sitting on a church pew getting ready to preach and 
hundreds of people sitting in a meeting Thursday night and the devil crawl up on your back and bring all that back in your mind and clog your mind up and you're trying to serve God and live for God. And if I've just been strong and courageous back then, strong is no. Strong is I'm walking away from this. Strong is calling somebody to come get you. That's strong. And as you enter this new chapter in your life, boy, this goes to all of us today here. We'll learn to be strong. We'll learn to be strong. Anybody can fit in. Anybody can go with the grain. Anybody can talk like the world. Anybody can smell like the world. Anybody can act like the world. Girls, be strong. Be strong. Stand up for what you have been raised to believe. Don't go to some, I don't mean this ugly, but don't go to some college and let some professor that hates God change your mind about the things of God. Be strong for what you believe in. Be strong in that. Don't let, I've seen so many young people that went to college. And I'm not against going to college. You need to get, Madeline needs to be a doctor so I can retire. I'm not against that, but don't let the world change you. Be strong. Let me show you one more thing. Joshua, as he entered this new chapter in his life, he entered it with the protection of God, the presence of God, the proclamation from the, the Lord. But let me show you one last thing. Look in verse number 7 again. The Bible said that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law, what is he referring to? If I can bring it in our day, he's referring to the Bible. That's what he's referring to. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good, what's the next word? Success. Is that not what we're all after today? Is that not what we're all after today, success? And I'll tell you something, it's the only time that I've found in the Bible that it's mentioned. That word success right there is the only time that you'll find it. And you know what he says? Here's the way that you're going to have to have success. Success in the world's eyes and success in God's eyes is two different things. Success in the world's eyes, Miss Kaylee, is you going on to become a nurse and, 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 and you doing that and, 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 and being great at that. But if God speaks to your heart and says, hey, I want you to be like Miss Larner and I want you to go to the mission field and work with orphans on a mission field. In the world's eyes, you was a failure, but in God's eyes, you was a success. And when he talks about success, here's what he says. He says, success will come from this book of the law. Isn't it very interesting that when he uses the word success for the only time in the Bible, he uses it in reference to the book of his word. I say this, in this new chapter in his life, he had the precepts of the Lord to lean on. He had the precepts of the Lord. You've got something this morning that will help you through life. Will you start playing softly? Don't throw this on the shelf and never use it. Don't throw this on the shelf 
Uh, we give you a great book. I, I'm telling you, it's a great book. If I had to get rid of every book in my study, and, and I've got a lot of them, but if I had to get rid of every book in my office and every book on my iPad, and I couldn't keep but my Bible in one book, that's the book I would keep. It's a great book, but it don't replace this book. No curriculum that you'll study will replace it. When I teach Bible college, I try to emphasize this is the main curriculum for life. The precepts of God. You say, preacher, I'm struggling with temptation. You know what you need to do? You need to get in this book. You say, preacher, I'm having a bad day. You know what you need to do? You need to get in this book. Preacher, I'm stressed out overtaking the test. You know what you ought to do? Take just a minute and read some Psalms. Read some Psalms and talk to that Lord that's with you all the time. The precepts of God. This is what matters. This is what we chart our life by. Matter of fact, it's our basic instructions before leaving earth. We've got the precepts of God. As you go into this new chapter, I'm going to read you one verse in closing. As you go into this new chapter, Joshua has now led the children into Canaan's land. He's been a successful leader. And here's what he says. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day whom you'll serve. Whether the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Listen to what Joshua says as he's coming down on the close of his life. But as for me and my house, Joshua says we're still just going to serve God. After he's penned 24 chapters down to us, after he's entered a new chapter in his life and now he's coming to the end of it, you know what he says? I'm just going to serve God. You know what he's saying? Here's what he's saying to me. I've tried him and I've tested him and he's proven himself true. There can't nobody else make this decision for you. You're going to have to make it individually of what you're going to do with God and your decision that you're going to make with God. They can't nobody else do it. You're going to have to choose. And that goes for every person in this room this morning. You said, preacher, I walked in here today and, 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 and my book over the past little bit sure has had some hiccups. Well, listen to me this morning. Why don't you just go ahead and close that chapter? Won't you start writing a new chapter today? But you say, well, from today forward, I got the presence of the Lord. I got the protection of the Lord. I got a proclamation from God. And I've got the precepts from God. So you know what? I'm just going to start chapter whatever it is today in my life. And just let the past be the past. Say, preacher, I, I really messed up back there. Oh, boy, hadn't we all. I sure am glad there came a day that I closed that chapter and I really try my best, Brother Matt, not to even go back there to that chapter anymore because it's closed, it's done, it's over with. And God let me start writing 
a new chapter in my life with its help. And I sure hope that one day when I close this chapter of my life, that I've been able to help somebody. That somebody, when they walk by my coffin one day, and it's going to be closed, y'all know that. I'm going to come back to haunt my wife if she opens it. And everybody goes, he looks good. No, they're dead. I've never seen a dead person look good. I'm just being, just being honest. Set a picture of me and my family beside of it. And I hope when somebody sees it, Brother Robert, they go, that's somebody that cared. I want to be real. I don't want to be a counterfeit. I want to be real. And if you're here this morning... The chapters of your life may have seemed a mess. Well, let's just close it. Let's just close that chapter. Because we've got a God that when jo- or Jonah closed the chapter in his life, chapter 2 started again. And it said, The word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, the second time. The second time, say it. And he started another chapter in his life. As we enter this new chapter in our life, there's a God that loves us. His presence. Fall in love with Jesus. If I could tell you anything, fall in love with Jesus. Spend time with Him. Talk to Him. Let Him talk to you. I know you may think that I'm just some old man standing here in front of you, but I'm telling you, He's real. And He'll help you in those decisions that you make. You don't have to mess up. You don't have to go down the wrong road. You don't have to mess up, Miss Alexis. You don't have to go down the road. There's a God that loves you and a God that'll help you make those decisions. Madeline, you don't have to mess up. You don't have to make decisions and and bad mistakes that others have made. You can make it. You can make it. You don't have to be an alcoholic. You don't have to be a dope addict. You don't have to be a social drinker. You can make it. Be strong. Be strong.